Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave Single with a ten-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave Single, Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's six o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for early break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. morning happy monday to you steve sipple jake Sorensen. early break full show ahead i am back from vacation it's been a been like nine days i've been gone for. good for you yeah i'm back good for good you Good to be here good do, to see you do you remember uh, good to see you too i'm serious it, everybody's everything glad looks to the you. same to me like nothing is blown up since i was gone you know which is good. Like, you just come back and there's no problems you know what you're doing like with the control system and everything Jake runs the controls. I do. For I people I, who don't I know. I run the ship here. I run the board. <laughs> I'm the captain <laughs> of the board. That's how, that's how this rolls in this building. Hopefully, no Somalis will jump no, on board. No, no, no. Please, everyone, with, stay in the boats with long guns. No, we don't want that to happen. Everybody, <laughs> hold your positions, everybody. Tom Hanks. Yes. Todd, did you see the bit of Tom Hanks going through the airport with his watch? Did you see that? Well, I, I heard. Okay, so I, I think that I, was I when I was. I think I was gone. You were that. gone, and I I was on social media a little bit during yeah. when I was gone. I, I caught. I, I I'm caught up for the most part, I believe. But it, it was interesting. Like they, she got like what pushed in the airport? Yeah, they, she was. They're going. They're they were going to their limo. They were walking briskly through an airport, getting to their limo. They had guard. Tom Hanks has legit guards. You know, um, legit. Big dudes, but it, but somebody we should get guards. Yeah, somebody pushed his wife, and, and and Tom Hanks stopped, turned around, and said, "Back the f off, <laughs> Tom Hanks, Mister Nice Guy." Well, why was someone getting that close to her with guards around? That's a good question. Was it was it a packed airport? Like, what did I miss here? No, he was like it was it was like. You know, psycho fans, maybe some psycho papar- fans, yeah, yeah, paparazzi, okay. yep. paparazzi, maybe. But yeah, he stopped and said, "Back the f off." Yeah, yeah, it was rough. I didn't have that that, pr- that problem. You didn't have airport. people stalking you and Elizabeth. No, Nobody no, bumped no, into no, Elizabeth. No, no, I, I don't recall any stalkers during the trip. To, yeah, people that know, I went to Reno Tahoe, like Reno Lake Tahoe area. Okay, okay, was, okay, okay, yeah. Reno, that Lake was uh, last Saturday through Wednesday. Then I flew to Spokane, Washington, to go to Lake Coeur d'Alene in uh, Idaho, and that was a blast. I couldn't recommend either place more. It was great. Both both are really, awesome. Really, both lakes are really. fantastic. Lots of things to do around the lakes. Great downtowns, food, beverage, things to do. Uh, we we had a great time. It was awesome. I uh, I think if you've never been to either of those places, 
Like Lake, Ta- Lake Tahoe is probably more common to go to because it's one of the biggest lakes in the world, or at least in the country, for sure. It's one of the. I'll tell you this, Sip. It's one of the most pure lakes in the country. Ninety nine point nine nine four percent purity in that water. Really, it is clear. Really, like you think? I wonder how they do. Look that. at that water glass over there. It's as clear as that. It's really? actually a point zero one percent less clear than that. Did you get a? Did you get an explanation? On I that? did not take a. I did not take a drink of the water. I did you have. get an explanation on why it's so pure? Well, there's just there's uh, I sh- I should have read more about that. Don't worry about it. I'm I'm not, I don't want to like you know. T- t- was there a ton of people? say incorrectly why? No, I would prefer you not do that. What, 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 was there a ton of people? Yeah, yeah, people. it was a good amount of people there. People. Yep. I think like Tahoe, the busy season is more like July, August because you guys you guys have been in a heat wave here, and I I welcome. I was welcomed back to the heat wave this morning. I was like, wow, this this temperature outside when I went to my garage at five thirty was probably the warmest I've been in the nine days. Like it's been in the the fifties and the sixties and the seventies nice. in Reno, Lake Tahoe, and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Like it's just been I've been in you guys have been sweltering here like 105 on Monday. Yeah. I was in a long sleeve shirt on Monday. Is it supposed to be 105 today? No, last Monday. Well, last Monday I think yeah. today is 98. Yeah. So it's still very hot. Cool down a little bit. But yeah, it, it was 105 here. It was 58 where I was at, but a pleasant, sunny, crisp, warm, you know, very nice 58 degrees at Lake Tahoe. And you were at Gonzaga. Yes, yesterday. Yes. No, no, <laughs> Just no. Just yesterday? That could Sat- have been. I think it was Saturday. You sent me the photo. Saturday. So Saturday was it? Gonzaga. So you were at Gonzaga on Saturday. Did they show you around? Or no, you- no, I, no. I went there myself <laughs> because we flew out of Spokane. We flew out. Because we want to get there the night before we flew out. We flew out at six a.m. yesterday. Wait a second. So you had some time in Spokane? Like a little bit. Yeah, I got yeah. there at four thirty p.m. West Pacific time on Saturday. And your flight. We were was- pretty tired though. Yeah, your flight tri- was when Sunday yesterday six a.m. Pacific time. Oh, so you had a little time. Yeah. So you went and scouted Saw around. Saw the Spokane waterfall. goes right through campus and everything, right through, right through downtown. Pretty cool. I went inside this uh, Gonzaga basketball arena. Yeah, I was interested in your photo. It's only 6,000 capacity. <clears throat> That's it. So it's a, I mean, does it look like a high school gym, kind of? It, it didn't feel like a college gym, I'll tell you yeah. that much. And I said, is this the real this is like this is the real gym for Gonzaga. That's this is their spot. It's not their practice gym. No, that was the real gym. Like they, I saw the practice gym. It was right next door, and I said, that's like high school gym basically. Mm-hmm. The the McCarthy Athletic Complex, which is called McCarthy Athletic Complex, is their arena. It doesn't feel like a, a college gym. It feels like something you'd see like an SEC, maybe six thousand, six thousand capacity. That's it. It feels like something you'd seen in the SEC. No, no, like Southeast Community College, <laughs> SCC. I was wondering what you meant by S- that. No, it, it sound it. It felt like SCC. Is that gym. right? That, yep. And it's. I mean, and, that and, is the thing to do there, collegiate athletics. And that's wise. the iconic, an iconic place right now in college basketball. They're always top I know. five. That's what that, I that yeah. school always is good. They're good. They're good. Women's basketball, they're good volleyball. Yes, they they have yeah, they got it all. All the indoor Do they sports. all play there. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they're all the same place. Six thousand. I don't understand. I, now I will say that when you sent me that photo, I was taken aback. Like that is small. Why? Why? I, I, I was also taken aback while I was in the gym. Saying this is it. So you can just this walk is in the there? spot. You can just walk in there. I don't think you're supposed to. Now we got lucky because Saturday was like the, the, the parking lot's packed. What's going on here? So I went in the regular door. It was locked. It's like okay, that's not good. Walk down the road, see it. Guys walking in the other door said, "Let's let's follow them." There's some sort of tournament going on with I think maybe yeah. 
It was, either, it was either like middle school girls or like maybe freshmen in high okay. school girls, yeah. but there's a bunch of different gyms. All yeah. the gyms were being occupied, so there was nobody taking a fee at the door. You could just walk in. So here I am just walking into Gonzaga's yeah. basketball yeah. arena, yeah. seeing the different practice areas, and then, oh, by the way, I'm standing in their main gym. Oh. I see on the wall, you know, John Stockton, see Mark Few, all these different accolades yeah. for them. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So yeah. it was fun. All right, that's, a, that's an interesting little rundown from you. Yeah, I mean, there's more that I don't, I don't want to hit it all. That, that would bore you guys, but I do want to do this because it's been a while since I've been here. Okay, do it. Um, we have not done a roll call in a very long time. It is the middle of June. I understand you might be groggy this morning and on a you know probably after a Father's Day weekend or whatever you're doing. You're, you maybe we're having some festivities. It's summer. It's it's uh, there's not a lot going on. Are you out there? Give me a text at four zero two four six four five six eight five. Roll call. Where are you at? What's your name? We, and your age, if you want to. Can we say welcome back? And, and, yeah, you, you can say that all you want. Yeah, I'm glad you're back. It was fun. We had a fun time. Um, yeah, thank you to Bach uh, the previous Friday. Not, and, then, oh, and, Brock, Nick, yeah. and then Nick all of next week for helping out. Yeah, it feels Very like helpful. forever that Bach was in here. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Bach Friday and Nick Saner and even Eric Strickland made an appearance. I saw that. On Wednesday, uh, full show appearance. Thank you to Eric. So, yeah, it was we we got by. Okay. I, I was busy. Yeah, you were. I, I was so, busy. So let's let's go to the end of last week. Uh, Friday Night Lights. There Friday was, Night Lights. You want to talk had, about that? You had number bit. two for that. And then also you had uh, the big man camp. You saw Donovan Raiola in action, sip with some offensive yeah, linemen. Yeah, yeah. On Friday it was the day is the Davon Hall show, okay? Now, I don't know, Jake. I've Obviously, you've noticed this that I've kind of – with my new job at on3.com, yes. I've become more in tune with the prep scene. Um, yes, you have. It's sort of interesting to do this. Great to see it, by the way. Yeah, well, it's good for me. It's frankly good for me to see someone like Davon Hall, okay, who's a Bellevue West class of 2024 receiver. Um, Davon, now Friday Night Lights, Jake, it, it's not – I wouldn't call it star-studded. Okay. Because of the way recruiting is now, you're not going to get like the – you're not. You're going to get a bunch of five-star guys in here. That's just not the way it goes anymore. They go – like I've said before, one factor is they'll go to a, a big camp where there's 50 coaches, 50 schools represented. Why, just, why go to a campus where there's just one? It still happens, just not as much. Davon Hall – worked out Friday night and okay here's what the, the, the easiest way to put it without pretending I'm Gil Brandt over here is you could see you know you know how it is Jake when you watch a high school game you know who the talent is and Davon Hall just there's a you know there's 300 plus kids there but there's only about five or six that you look at and go oh man Davon Hall's that guy and he was probably the best guy um, you know, he's, he's six foot two. They list him 173. Um, but he's six, two runs a four, four, seven. Woo. Yeah. Runs a four, four, seven, ran a four, four, seven this weekend at their camp. Yeah. Four, 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 seven. Yeah. He can fly and he's good. He's a tough kid. He doesn't have like a ton of offers, which is curious to me. He does have a Nebraska offer. And of course, <laughs> Jake, he has an Iowa. Oh, of course, why wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why wouldn't he have a Hawkeyes offer? And I don't think the Hawkeyes would be out of this one. I think Nebraska, 
Nebraska's got the best chance. Kansas State is offered. Missouri's offered. Um, those are the main ones. It's kind of curious to me that he doesn't have more offers. Um, and then another kid that was there was interesting to me. He's a 2025 player. Yeah, 2025. Yeah, so It's 2022. I, I think of it. What year it is right now? It's 2022 yeah, right now. He'd be going into a sophomore year uh, or junior year. Well, anyway. Yeah. Well, think sophomore about it. Sophomore year, pretty yeah, sure. 2025 class. Yeah, sophomore. Carme- Carmelo Mayo. He's from Bossier City, Louisiana. And he got a scholarship offer after the deal. Now, this is a kid. And he didn't have a great camp, but but I had to keep reminding myself, um, he is a young, he's twenty twenty five class, and he's going up against older guys. He's a little, I mean, he's not that little. They, they list him five ten, um, but he was sort of routinely getting beat. <laughs> um, but again, young guy, and he and, twenty twenty five. Yeah, young guy, and I'll tell you what he is, is he is ultra competitive. He, it wasn't, like, you see the DOG in him. Um, So, I get it. He also has offers from Mississippi State and Louisiana Tech uh, and Louisiana. And then Nebraska got on board. So, those are the main ones, Jake. So, that was Friday night. Okay. Um, And and then big man camp. Yeah, the big man camp was on Saturday. Now, that was were you sweating, hot. sweating your butt off over there? Was, now imagine the big guys. Sip. I know. Okay, think about yourself. I'm not, I'm not thinking no, about myself. Think about yourself being hot, and then right. think about the big guys. I was going through drills and being on the field in that. Yeah, I was really impressed by that. Um, I was Jake. Those kids and those coaches. That was <clears throat> that was pretty intense. And yeah, there was a few. There was a couple guys there that. Um, that really stood out. There was a late ad that was interesting to me. Um, let me get my notes here. Um, there was a late ad to the camp. He wasn't, you know, we got a list of, of the kind of the premier players, um, and he wasn't on the list. Okay. Um, but then they they added him, and his name is his name is Matthew Fobbs White. And he's in, he's uh the reason he's interesting is he he's an edge rusher, six two two thirty has an offer from Baylor Oklahoma State, I think Louisiana, um, but those Baylor and Oklahoma State offers got my attention and he was the best guy at the camp. Now it gets into this sort of interesting discussion to me. You're smart. You understand. Okay. You're you, you're smart. You understand football. He's six two two thirty. Okay. Okay, six two two thirty. Now that's coming off the edge. That's not very big. No, he's very quick. Very, he's a very tough kid. Very tough. Where's he from again? You know. Yeah, he's from Monroe, Louisiana. Louisiana. So okay. he comes from the same high school as AJ Allen. Okay. Now, in my mind, and I got to get over this because I, I, I get fixated on things, as you know. I just kept thinking, yeah, Big Twelve. He looks like a Big Twelve rusher to me. I mean, he's just in the Big Ten. I'd want it to be six, three, or four. You are aware the guys can put on weight. Yeah, he could. He, he could shoot. Seen that before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here yeah. at Nebraska. Yeah, and you know, that's and, and and I'm glad you said that because I don't want to be unfair to the young man. I, I'm not going to rain on somebody's prayer or, or put mar. I'm not going to. Mar- I'm not going to be the guy that marginalizes players. Well, I was which told, I'm doing a little bit. This right is now. the guy that you said was the most no, impressive, though. He was the most impressive. Yeah. So, so I mean, that stands out. If he's the most impressive guy. Yeah, I mean, he he was, and he's a, he's a legit pass rusher. 
you can see how he would reign terror the, at the high school level. Matthew Fobbs White. Um, so he was the best one. And there's some guys, though, you know, there's some guys around here that are pretty good. There's a kid at Lincoln North Star, an offensive lineman named Jaden Potter. Um, he's on Nebraska's radar. Jaden Potter is class of 2024. Um, offensive lineman, 6'6", 300. So he's a young guy who's 6'6", 300. And he's, on, he's definitely on the radar. I don't know if – oh, this will be interesting. I don't know if you remember this name or not. Do you remember the name Levon Pyfram? Mm-mm. Ooh. I wish I did. Creighton oh, basketball player. I, I probably blocked it out of my memory. <laughs> it, oh, no, thank you. Yeah, I blocked that name out of my memory for sure. 2000. He, he played – Pyfram. Pyfram, yeah. Levon Pyfram, 6'11 um, man that played for Creighton – for Dana Altman. Okay. In the, right at the – I don't recall that one. From 1999 to 2001. Well, his son was there. His son's name is Caleb Pyfram, and he's a lineman at Omaha Central who's a 2024 kid, 6'5", 280. And as you might expect, it really jumped out. He's got great feet for a kid that size. Um, so those are the main ones, Jake. Okay, so big, big man camp was good. Big question. Donovan though, and yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike Dawson were in charge. Okay, so stick with Donovan Raiola. So yeah. People are very curious about, all right, no, that's a yes. guy that's a big question mark for Nebraska. Can – can Donovan Rayola right away mesh with the, the you know both recruits coming in and also his current guys on his rosters? Yeah. Nebraska really needs to improve the offensive line play to help out Casey Thompson, Chubba Purdy, Logan Smothers, anybody else who's playing quarterback, mm-hmm. and also the running game. Mm-hmm. Everything. I mean, is there anything you could you could see in terms of a coaching style? Yeah, on the big man camp that was that was you know. I guess appeasing to you. It was no, not no, not appealing. Um, appealing, yeah. yeah appealing. Words are hard. Yeah, no nonsense as you'd expect. Although he does, he does now show a little lighter side. Um, but it was an intense camp. I mean, it was. And how long was the camp again? Three hours from <laughs> three, a, oh, three, yeah, from on a, a hot night from eleven no day from eleven a.m. Oh, sorry, hot no, day. hold on, hello, hello. It was eleven a.m. to two p.m. That's and, even worse than being oh, in daytime. The <laughs> That's end of worse. It, yeah, it was a bit of a – but the kids, you know, they're kids. They, they – I didn't see them struggle hardly at all, honestly. I, I mean, I, I was there for the whole three hours. I never saw any sign of anybody really struggling. Mike Dawson, you know, he talked to them afterwards and, you know, how they huddle up at the end, and he said – you know what? You guys, you had sweat coming out of your eyes, and you, but you got better. So it was now, Jake. Then you know how I am on these things. I'm I'm very cognizant of. I I want I always want Nebraska. I always hope Nebraska handles these things well. Like puts on a. I want it to look like an event, a camp that a big-time program is putting on. And it does. It always does. All these camps this month, now this is camp month, and I believe they're done now. If, if there's anything left, it's for little kids. But the camps I saw were befitting of a, of a program that's in a power conference and has a lot of prestige. You don't want it to be ragtag, right, unorganized, where the kids are spending long amounts of time just wandering around don't waste their time right it's not there's not it's not that way it is very organized and i would say intense 
I'm always kind of struck by the intensity. I'd be disappointed if you if you came in here saying, ah, Jake, you look pretty bad. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I wasn't sure what was happening. Well, I'm sure that happens in other places sometimes. In fact, I've heard it happens in other places sometimes, but I've never seen it here. It, and then the other thing that you would be interested in, I think you, I think I could almost sell to you that you wouldn't mind going. It's all. Yeah, why the would I like to go to the big it, man camp or or the Friday, Friday night lights? Because all the coaches are involved. Travis Fisher, who by the way wasn't involved in the first one, and you know the message board world was a little concerned, mm -hmm. um, but he was there. Yeah, Travis. Yeah, Travis Fisher was uh, coaching him up on Friday night. Um, Frost is there. All the coaches are. That's that's one reason. There's heavy player involvement. Um, so I, I mean, for a guy like me, Jake. Who's, you know, we're not over media. We're not over there nearly as much as we used to be. But because I was, because I was over there for so long, you get to see a lot. Like I saw Justin Jenkins. Justin Jenkins is a name you don't think about, right? He's the offensive lineman in the latest recruit signing class. Okay. okay, Justin Jenkins, two things strike you about him. He looks like a bad you-know-what, number one. Okay, Justin Jenkins, name a lot of Nebraska fans don't know. He's also very, he he they've they've made a departure from recruiting in J Jenkins' case at least from recruiting six four and six five and above. He's probably six two, so he has a he's a very he stands out with how he's not little, but he's not Ben Hart. For instance, Ben Hart, I Ben Hart's there, and you know how Frost is. We always say Frost a big dude. It is amazing watching Frost stand next to Ben Hart. Oh, Ben Hart's a big monster. Monster. He's put six. Is he six? Is he six, seven, six. Six, six. Yeah. And Teddy. Oh, the other thing is. The, okay, so, yeah, Ben Hart's standing by Frost. And you think Frost is a big dude. No, he's not a big dude standing by Ben Hart. Well, it's an, off, it's an offensive line. Right, I know. I mean, I come know, on. I know. I know. I get it. I get it. I get no it. No one expects It's that. still striking to me, though. Because I, I just. It's still striking. What's really striking. I'll tell you what's really striking. Teddy Prohaska is only his second year in the program. Now, he's obviously a monster, six foot nine, three twenty. Okay, he looks though. Okay, no brace, nothing. He looks great. He was working with the kids. It's interesting watching Teddy Prohaska, Jake, because he seems like a veteran player. He has that way about him. He's not a kid. Well, we we, we saw him he's play. He's only his second. He's only in his second year in the program. Think about last year. He he starts against Northwestern, and the offensive line was really good that entire game. And then Michigan, before he gets hurt, the offensive line against Ojebo and Hutchinson was holding its own in mm -hmm. a game that was tight. He goes down. Things go back to kind of haywire again. Okay, it's a guy who played basically six major quarters, and he was I really good. In those six quarters last year. And, and I'm not putting – I'm not – Jake, I'm, don't hear what I'm saying as, oh, Sipple's hyping up Prohaska. I'm not. I'm not hyping him up. I I'm am. Just, I'm, <laughs> I'm just – I love that guy. Yeah, I bet you do. He's your type of guy. He's very – he carries himself with a lot of confidence, not, not arrogant, just carries himself really well. He's, it's striking to me that – he has the feel of a veteran player. And you know what he has a feel of, Jake? He has the feel of a cornerstone player. He does. I felt that last year. That's what I just right. said. He played yeah. six excellent quarters of football before he got hurt. I, I'm curious. I like the way you get fired For Nebraska, up. The, for Nebraska's sake, if he stays healthy 
at left tackle last year when she was good for six quarters, what that picture of the line looks like going forward it the rest of the season. It would look a lot better. I mean, I think it would look a lot Think better. about if they had played him against Michigan State and mm-hmm. had moved Corcoran to right tackle. Mm-hmm. I know. Now, what, now, what, what does the picture of that game look like instead of 28 pressures against Adrian Martinez that game? Now, there's another element to this conversation that's important, and that is Turner Corcoran, who, who since he's been at Nebraska, has been limited by injury pretty much, I mean, most of the time, right? Remember last August, he was hurt the whole basically all of August, and then wasn't in shape when he played, wasn't in the kind of game shape he needed to be in. Corcoran's healthy. Now, I don't know that Corcoran will play right tackle. I They might have him playing guard. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about that? I like it. I like the idea maybe of Corcoran and Prohaska on the left side. Then who's um, at right tackle then? Ben Hart? Yes. They, 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 because... want, they want to keep giving Ben Hart. Now, here's the thing. Keep in mind, Ben Hart just in his third year in the program. Last year was really tough for fans to stomach with Ben Hart. I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to t- call one player out, but we, like I, I said, when when that picture change of left tackle Prohaska, right tackle Corcoran, it looked good. That, but I don't think that you give up on a on a lineman in particular three years in. Well, can you change him to a guard? I know he's big. No, no, that, that doesn't. Too- I the answer I've gotten on that question is no. From people, from people that know, is it, I you know, I wondered the same thing. It doesn't seem like that is an option to me because we've we've seen guys in the past that w- that struggle to tackle that went to guard mm-hmm. and had some success there because they're obviously quality linemen. Is it maybe can you handle the tackle spot at Division One college football or do you, need, do you need to be a guard? The guy that you need to remember and everybody needs to remember, and I don't think he'll start. I think right guard will be Brock Bando. Okay, who's a sixth year in the program? Oh, yeah. Sixth year in the program guard, Brock Bando. I believe he'll be. He has the inside track to start right guard. But the person in the program that you need to watch, other than Prohaska, young lineman, is Lutovsky. Henry he- Lutovsky. Yeah, Henry Lutovsky, whom I met, is physically ready to play as a second year f- freshman. He is a monster. You don't look at his body and go. I don't know, you know, I don't know. I mean, he's maybe he's really tough, but he's not quite. No, he's a monster. He he is he is ready physically, like Teddy. Those are two very young guys, second year guys. But if they walked out on the field, you'd say oh, that's a freshman or that's a redshirt freshman. How the hell is he that big? He's six six three thirty. Henry Latoski is six five six six three thirty. No fat. I mean, he's he's a monster. He shook my hand, and I, I was embarrassed. Almost broke it, didn't Yeah, you? I was like, do, do I need to shake this with two hands? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lutovsky. Both sides. And he can play. But he's not. he might be a year away. And if you got a six-year guy who's 23 years old, Brock Bando, who's also a monster, you probably probably go to that. And Hickson's 23 years old, six-year at center. And and you know, I think the New Ely's a backup right now, probably backup center. Um, that uh, I mean, you, you, I guess what I'm saying is, if Prohaska is healthy and Turner Corcoran's healthy, and they can get Ben Hart going, that it's pretty good. It looks pretty good to me. When you talk to Ben Hart, he's He's got a he's got an edge. He does. Well, he he needs to have one. He, I know. He I know. Get, he he, no, knows, he knows the talk out he there. He has too. a lot to prove oh, after yeah. what happened he's, last season. But he's but he's 
a young guy in the program. This is only his third year. They used, they never used to play guys that early. He had been a good guy to – you know what, Jake? It would have been nice to bring Bryce Benhart in and say, you don't have to play your first three years here. Don't worry about it. Get get ready. Just get ready. We're going we're gonna to get you ready over this three-year period. That's the way you should do it with linemen. But in this day and age, it's hard to tell kids that, right? Yeah, you just got to throw them out there, or they, I, I, or they'll, or they'll go to some other. School. He can say a lot right now. I'm curious where he's at psychologically when it comes to playing the game right now in terms of. I think he's actual okay. game. Yeah, because again, that, that was a pretty scarring season last it year. It was, him, and they have a lot. He has a lot to prove. He know, I know he knows the talk. He understands that. Um, it's like we talk all the time. You know, in the past, like when when. Tommy Armstrong would go to a quarterback camp, and he, like, he's fixed, and then all of a sudden the bullets start flying, and the game reverts right. back to what he knows. Right. Bryce Penhart, don't revert back to what you knew last year. Like, you know, <laughs> I read take, take the teaching of Riola here. We'll close on this. I read something I wonder. I thought of you. Em- I thought of you immediately. What happened? <laughs> it was funny. Hold on, I'll get to it. It was. I don't know what to make of this. Um. I got a kick out of it, and I did think of you. I was it was, it was an article here. It is on William Watson, who was there. I, I it was, it was, see, I the like quarterback. Go, yeah, the quarterback. I, yeah, William Pop Watson, William Pop From Massachusetts. Watson. Yeah, he was there on his official visit. Okay, uh, they listed him. He 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 measured five eleven and a half, so he's just short of six foot. He's not big. Doesn't bother me. I'm fine with that. There's quarterbacks, you know, Tua, right? Is Tua 5'11 and a half? Mm, he's six foot. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah. We'll so, this guy, this guy is about Tua's size. Um, but he said this. He said this. Um, he, he talked a lot to Whip, obviously, Coach Whipple, Mark Whipple, the quarterback's coach. So, yeah, you would talk to them. He said at one point in his interview, and being able to throw from all angles and all – and also being able to throw off that back foot. We talked a lot about that because it's very crucial in college football. Didn't you get mad when Adrian used to throw off his back foot all yes. the time? <laughs> well, it's yeah, hard to be accurate have, that way. Have, <laughs> how do you, you have to do, do you, it, apparently. Oh, Is now the Mahomes effect on stuff? We throw off our back foot. We forget mechanics and say, oh, screw it. He, it's, he said it's very important, William Pop Watson. It's very important. It's very crucial, he said, in college football to throw off, be able to throw off your back foot. Do you cringe when, when that's said? <laughs> I thought it was interesting because of the conversation we but always we, had about because Adrian. He's throwing off his back foot So again. did Tommy, though. This is a problem. T- Taylor Martinez threw off his back foot, and it was they weren't accurate that way. You could tell, oh, this is not good. The form is off, and here's a pick, or here's an in, inaccurate throw. If I were interviewing William Pop Watson the third from Massachusetts, I'd say, Mm, that caught my – why did you say that? Why are you throwing off your back foot? Why is it crucial in college football to be able to throw off your back foot? I don't know. There must be – there might be certain routes that the ball has to come out quick, real quick, and you might be throwing off your back yeah, foot. Yeah, maybe a two-step drop or th- yeah. a three-step drop at the yeah. most. Yeah, where, you, where, it's a, where it's a timing back route. Back shoulder throw maybe. May, I don't know. But a, a timing route that you might have to just whip it, you know, no pun intended. Whip ah. it. So, yeah, so he was there – um, that was, they had six or seven official visitors. Um, Sam Sledge was there. They got him earmarked to be a center. Didn't know that until this weekend. Sam Sledge, the Creighton prep guy's dad, his dad, um, Bob, 
who's the Creighton prep offensive line coach, Bob. Jake was in school when I was in school, so I remember him. Back in the 20s? Or? Yeah, I'm back in the 20s. Okay. They didn't wear face masks back then. <laughs> Bob's a little No helmets up. either, actually. No helmets. <laughs> Not even helmets, actually. Didn't they wear helmets in the 20s? <laughs> yeah, like didn't those, they wear those leather those, helmets? Those stupid. Yeah. Le- they didn't do anything. <laughs> the leather hats. They didn't do anything at all. They're just, they're yeah, the 20s looks. were great, Jake. The roaring 20s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this There's is a little fun. rundown. This is Are you? This is fun. <laughs> you can ponder that back foot throw. Yeah, a I'm gonna bit. ponder it all right. All right. We <laughs> we can also ponder your love affair for Ramir Johnson, which we'll discuss oh. <laughs> next. It's a strange way to put it. Yeah, on early break right. of the ticket. <laughs>